0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free for All podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Josh Burnett. Hey! You're hey, Hello. And Trey.
1: Yo! Fuck you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you sound loopy tired.
1: I am a little uh-huh. bit. It's past my bedtime. It's 2 a.m. You must-
0: Post on Facebook in your sleep, then. Because I keep hearing you gotta go to bed. Then I get to see how
1: I gotta take it day by day, Evan. Some days I'm less tired. Oh, He's, man. he
3: got a program on his uh, on his Facebook that whenever anything says... Post something political. or
1: Post something political. <laughs> <laughs> it just does it. He's You're welcome for keeping you guys fucking informed.
3: I don't get on Facebook, you bitch.
1: Check still on MySpace.
0: <laughs> <go>. Friendster, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Friendster was before my time.
2: I never
3: fucked with Friendster. However, you are using that straw like a cigar. <laughs> what? You even flicked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a douchebag. Uh...
2: It's It's been, who I am.
0: It's been a while. Let's do some uh, some more recent. What you're watching? Uh, we've got some keeper cut going on. Uh, so let's talk about new shows. Let's talk about the premiere uh, uh, HBO Max original that they started with. Uh, not a lot of high profile stuff going on, uh, but they did start with Love Life, which is a half hour like dramedy. Um, following just a girl that had moved to new york and i'd always like been looking for a relationship and it's just her search for a relationship each episode covers a different relationship with a different guy um pretty sure it's going to be if it's a show that continues going to be like anthology where it covers a different person uh, every year um it's starring anna kendrick uh did anyone else watch this beside me I think not did, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tell us all about it. While I will say that this is not like a new premise, and I feel like we've seen this type of show a lot, um, a lot banks on how likable Anna Kendrick is, and uh, she kind of fucking nails it. Like, she's very likable. Um, this reminds me almost like a uh, bittersweet on stars that me and Trey watch, except for it's not like food focused like that is, but it's kind of got the same feel to it. Um, Anna Kendrick is very likable and she's very fun. The first episode focuses on like her first, like uh, she moved to New York and like, she's got a career and all sorts of stuff, but she's still on the younger side. This takes place. Like they make a point to show her at a bar Uh, In New York, when Linsanity Sanity was going on, to give you yeah, Lin
2: Sanity. (laughs)
0: Uh oh, um, I had a
2: shirt, the Nintendo Entertainment System.
0: (laughs) Uh, she is dating. I guess why they went with that is she is dating an Asian guy who becomes like the first like love of her life. Um, it's only a half hour. It's got some funny moments. She's very charming, and it is kind of endearing. Like, I really thought this was one I was going to knock out an episode, but I, being a half-hour show, this is one of those, it was a good, it was good they made this half-hour. I, I could really see myself just finishing this show. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a for me.
2: How did she have time to uh, film that and her massive Quibi success show about her and the living, breathing sex doll? she <laughs>
0: uh, squeezed it in. She squeezed it in. I hope there's a crossover. That's <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the
2: loves of her life She falls in love with the sex doll
0: That's correct uh, Let's talk about well, Let's get Trey excited here Let's get him involved uh, Let's talk about Central Park Fuck yeah
1: Central
0: Park. Park
1: It's central in my heart Evan
0: <laughs> I bet we just like their fries <laughs>
1: Bucket of Nuggets, or Get the yeah, Fuck you Out. Know,
0: most people in the world are like, what? Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is a new show on Apple TV Plus from the creators of Bob's Burgers. It is also basically just kind of Bob's Burgers. Um, the musical. Is, yeah, with way more music. Um, so while I don't follow Bob's Burgers, I do enjoy that show. Um, so I was happy to check this out. And I... No surprise. I liked it quite a bit. I again I don't know if this is the one I will watch every episode of, but I wouldn't hate if I watched more. Um as two big Bobsburgers fans and Chuck and Trey, what did you guys think? I'll take this. <laughs> Dude, you need to go first. You're right.
2: The animation, terrible. Go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, you lean into that, Just.
1: <laughs> uh Chuck, go ahead, buddy.
3: Uh, well, I watched the premiere. Um, I loved it. E- even though I'm not... Josh Gad has a very nasally singing voice that kind of grates on me every now and again. Uh, but the the variety of the styles of music is really awesome. Um, I mean, that first episode had a big Broadway musical number. It had hip-hop. It had, like, five different genres in there. Uh, also having the tooch. Uh, never hurts anything. Um Damn but straight, all the, the <laughs> all the, uh, all the, all the performers are awesome. Um, the story was really good, but like the, uh, the music was just really, really, really good, man. It, it's hard to explain unless you watch it, but I, I loved it. I keep for me, but I loved it.
1: Um, yeah, I'm right there with Chuck for sure. Um, so the music is... I, I was wondering if it was just like the first episode or are they like starting with the musical episode? Uh But it's, I guess, just a musical show. I've watched all four episodes at this point and they are just... There's like a new super catchy Broadway number in every fucking one of them. Um, it's awesome. Um, And yeah, the cast is nuts. There's like two people from Hamilton, the original cast of Hamilton in it. Obviously Josh Gad, who's done... um uh, what music? Oh, uh, Book of Mormon. Um, before you did the Olaf stuff, and then um, Kristen Bell, of course. So there's a just a shit ton of musical talent.
0: I will say this: like like T J Miller before him, even though they're very different. And now T J Miller's kind of been excommunicado. Um, there is there can be too much Josh Gad, in my opinion, or a wrong way to to use Josh Gad. Uh, um, I do think this show has the right usage and amount of Josh Gad. I liked him quite a bit in this show.
2: Yeah, and that says like, too. I like his YouTube series he's got going on right now.
0: Oh yeah, but, I haven't watched it.
2: The reunited apart stuff is actually really really cool. I he's watched also about, an
1: Artemis Fowl.
2: Yeah, apparently he unhinges his jaw and eats and shits out dirt. I haven't or seen that part it. yet, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, yeah, the Reunited Apart stuff, I watched half of the Ghostbusters one, but the Lord of the Rings one was fantastic, it's, like, the greatest hour you could experience.
0: Yeah, I did see the Lord of the Rings, I forgot that, that I forgot that was, like, his thing that he was doing. Uh, um, yeah, anyway, Central Park, I, I'm gonna say cut, just cause when I say keep, I I mean to, like, completely finish the show, and I just can't see myself doing that, uh, I don't do that with a lot of animated stuff, but I did really like this show, and I'm only? sure I'll watch more
2: is it only the four episodes or is it like continuing still?
0: It's
1: continuing. We just check. Yeah, they did the whole drop three and then it's been out one week so there's a fourth but I think, that I'm assuming there'll be 10, 12, something like that. Gotcha.
0: Going back to just Evan, uh, I think, did anyone watch Outer Banks on Netflix?
1: No, I've heard about it though.
0: Have you? What have you heard?
1: Just that it's like Kind of the next Guilty Pleasure show?
0: That's correct. It's awesome. <laughs> God damn it.
1: I I know what I'm watching next.
0: It is. It is a keep. Uh, it is a bunch of kids living at, like, uh, some place that a bunch of rich people have second homes at, except this follows the
1: I remember this local. trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh, and they get wrapped up in this big mystery of, like, They kind of got a beat on like a lost, uh, a sunken ship that had a bunch of treasure on it. It's just a treasure hunting like mystery show, and they're against a bunch of bad adults that are trying to kill them. It's totally cliche. It's not well acted, and everybody's ridiculously good looking and rarely wear shirts. And uh, so I love it. (laughs) It's so good. It's like hot. I love it. Well, let's not compare it to we just can't do that uh, but there's man, a I really, of people
2: hate the Goonies and it makes me mad, sorry
0: it's really the worst thing going on in the world right now and I realize what I <laughs> uh, yes, there, I shouldn't say more about Outer Banks, it's exactly what you think it is, Chuck would not like this, Josh would say he doesn't like it, he likes it, Deep Sound and then Trey would love this <laughs>
1: I'm literally putting it on my Netflix list right now. (laughs) Uh, well... The DVDs.
0: It's been a while since it was announced. We haven't had good thoughts going into it. Um, I believe me and Chuck are the only ones to watch. Let's finally, let's talk about some Stargirl.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't watch this one.
0: What do you think about Stargirl?
1: Um... I mean, it's
3: pretty much a high—I guess—higher budget um, CW style show. Um, some of the effects are real bad, but some of them are good. Like uh, Stripe's um, robot armor is really, really solidly done.
0: Yeah, um, it is.
3: But overall, I like this show.
0: I did too. I didn't hate it at all. Uh, it is nowhere. This trailer was one of the worst TV trailers I've ever seen, and so
2: so fucking bad. And that's before you get to the Wilson brother,
0: Luke. Luke's awesome. Uh, it's got Luke Wilson and Amy Smart. Where how can you go wrong?
2: (laughs) Is this 1998?
0: Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate this at all. The acting's not great, but I mean I really wasn't expecting it to. You're right. The effects weirdly go from like, oh, that was surprisingly good looking to woof, like that was real bad. Yeah. Um the opening battle with the Justice Society is awesome. Yeah, it is. Like you basically see the original Justice Society die and it's Starman passing like dying and like giving uh stripes uh his was it the cosmic staff or something like that
3: i think it's the cosmic rod i could be wrong though
0: <laughs> that's see the the rod, marvel. That's staff.
3: the, oh, the that, cosmic
0: okay. control rod is marvel
3: okay it's staff then
0: um anyways i don't know a whole lot about uh the justice society i've been trying to learn because they're about to play a major part in ongoing dc comics um But uh, there are a lot of Easter eggs. Supposedly, like, the father you get in the show, like, it is, like, the most Easter egg heavy out of all the DC shows. Um, I do know for a fact there is a actual Green Lantern, not a person like the actual lantern that they use that has been introduced to the story that they expect to play out. Um, And now a bunch of, like, new and old members of Justice Society keep popping up. I like the lore of it. I like I don't know if I'm going to follow this. I would love if they kept it like a 10 or 13 episode show. I think I might actually legit watch this. Uh, if it turns into like C dubs like 22 episodes, I don't like it that much. Um, but yeah, I, I hope the fact that
3: is what uh 13
0: Yes. Uh they've only they're like almost halfway through, I think, or something. I think they're like 8 episodes in. Um, I could be wrong on that. Um, but, uh, the fact that it's also, at the same time it airs on CW, airing on DC Universe makes me think that it's going to be a shorter season. Um, I don't know. I liked it, man. I was really shocked. At, like, I expected to fucking hate this show, and I am really far from that.
2: It looks ridiculous. She looks ridiculous, but... Maybe I'll give it a shot. It sounds kind of cool. I like all the Easter egg stuff, and I, I I like the JSA. I mean, he's got like a
3: classic uh, cherry red, I don't know what type of car that is, but it's like a like a 1940s style car, a uh, Buick or something, that he actually gets to transform into his stripes uh, armor, which is pretty awesome. It looks really cool in practice, too. Uh, I'm going to
2: keep this show. I like it a pretty decent amount. She's got oh, the wait, world's. Finished, she's got the world's biggest forehead in that costume. It's ridiculous looking.
0: The first time you see her, she, she's she's an attractive young girl, but she is young, but she is attractive. And the first tray's on it. There's a, there's well, there's an while you see her, there's an oom cover happening. I was like, oh, oh Trey's way. really oh. on it. Holy shit! <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, I can't make him watch this. It'll be bad. I was like, that jailbait will get him.
1: <laughs> That's fucking he fantastic.
0: Helpless He's helpless to her power when Umbop's
2: playing. The fact that you called her jailbait makes me like this joke way less.
0: Um, finally under, uh, Keeper Cut, uh, the highly anticipated, uh, and last show of the TV season, uh, cause I don't know if you guys know, we're on to a new TV season, um, um
1: oh, it shoot. ended
0: May 31st. Um, the last show of the year, Space Force, dropping all episodes on May 31st.
2: Man, this turn. Uh-huh. Uh this is one of those situations where everybody talking about this show made me go from really wanting to watch it to I think I'm just gonna skip it.
0: Uh someone here likes it. Uh like I thought quite a bit. Was it Chuck?
2: Um I
3: understand that it's a very disappointing show, but yes, I actually did I did enjoy it. It's not that funny, but it to me it's enjoyable. Like i I like um Steve Carell's character, a decent amount. I hate his daughter; she's terrible. True story. Um, yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. There's a there's a couple of enjoyable characters, and um, I like the story. A decent amount. The story intrigued me to take a page <laughs> of Evans' book. Uh, but yeah, I, it, it's not a funny comedy, but I enjoyed it.
1: It's not terrible. Sorry. No, you're I've, uh, both good. I've watched, like, the first, I think, three episodes, maybe four. I kind of just, like, let it pl- play while I was doing some stuff around the house um, a week and a half or so ago. Um, but anyway, it is it is definitely not that funny. But it is kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, I could, like, watch the next episode. Um, then again, I don't know if I'll ever go back and finish it.
0: I inherently like most of the people in it. We watch, I watched the first two episodes, me and Jayla, and, like, we weren't talking or, like, making anything. And then, like, I hadn't realized that, like, neither one of us had laughed until after the second episode. Jayla goes, can we just stop watching this? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not, like, the worst thing you're going to see. It's not going to be, like, nominated for our worst show or anything. But it is just inherently unfunny. Like, it's just, for some reason, the jokes don't land. It's just too heavy-handed, but it's not, like, bad. You're like, oh, you know, I get that. But it's he, yeah. not, like, grown. you know? I don't know, it's weird. Like, it, it's a, just a weird show that I really wish was funny, but it's it's not. That It's a cut for me.
1: Well, I, I finished it, so I guess keep.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a likely cut we, for me.
0: Will you watch season two if it happens? Because it might.
3: Probably. Uh, I do okay, think it's funny that uh, this show has the trademark on Space Force and the actual Space Force does not.
0: That's correct. I think it's why Netflix is going to renew it. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, that's supposedly the worst.
1: Money well spent. <laughs> uh,
0: one, it, it did big numbers because I think everybody wanted it to be good. Then it got pretty destroyed by critics. But... Also, it kind of came back around in the news when everybody – it got out that they actually had the trademark to the name, and the government was like, "Nah." uh Uh, So, uh, yeah, I would not be surprised if we see more of it. But it's definitely a cut for me. And, Josh, you would hate that show. So, yeah, don't waste your time on that. (laughs) Um, Returning shows. Uh, Chuck, don't spoil anything for me, but how was Killing Eve this year? At least the start of it.
3: Okay, so we, we haven't finished it yet, but I'm about halfway through. We'll talk about the uh, whenever it's, uh, we get to finish those in a week or two. But uh, the first episode, um, I mean, I guess it's not really a spoiler here, but at the end of season two, did you watch season two? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I love season
3: two. Okay, you know how you know she Eve gets shot, right? Uh, she's alive. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, Villanelle doesn't know anything about it. So the first episode or two, um, they're not really like talking or going back and forth. Any of that really good, like some of the best parts about this show is how Eve and Villanelle kind of react, act and react to each other, you know? Um, yeah. so there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah. They're the, the, it takes a while for everything to kind of get started back up because it's you know six months after, uh later after what happened at the end of season two um, so, <laughs> um, but uh, you know there there's some uh, you know because Villanelle has like she's introduced hilariously apparently she's getting married to a woman. And yeah, it's it, and then just shit starts happening. It's hilarious. Uh, Eve is working at like this uh, Chinese restaurant, just like making dumplings uh, and just keeping quiet. Um, But then, like, all these killings start happening again. So, um, uh, what's her name? Ann Petunia from Harry Potter. She comes back and uh, tries to get her, uh, you know, involved in MI6 again. Um, and Nico's kind of doing his own thing, um, because of what happened in season two. Cause. <laughs> uh, but something really, really crazy happens at the end of episode one. Um, Ooh. I was like, uh, oh, what? No. Uh, so it starts off like it, the first part of the episode is a little slow. But after that happens, like, the rest of the season picks up, and it is, God, it is batshit crazy right now. Like, so much stuff is happening.
0: I'm I'm very excited to watch it. That's definitely going to go on the list for next show, because it's done, and it's eight episodes, I think, so I am excited. Yeah,
3: Uh, I got Kristen into it, so we went back and watched uh, season one and season two, uh, and then we were uh, starting to uh, go through season three, so... Um, I love this show. I cannot wait to finish and see what happens. I heard the ending is pretty crazy.
0: Jodie Comer is so good.
3: Yeah, yes, she is. is. I keep forgetting she won the Emmy last year. Um,
0: Deservedly.
3: She might win it again this year because I think she's even better.
0: She's crazy good. She's like she reminds me kind of of Tatiana Maslani, who That's took forever who was- but finally. Probably- She rightfully won an Oscar for Orphan Black, and it took years for people to notice. But, like, she reminds me of her a lot, I think. Um, Let's talk Homecoming. Um, This is the Amazon show, last year, starring uh, uh, Julia Roberts Is her first thing into TV. Uh, She's still an executive producer on this show. uh, But it's based on the popular uh, scripted podcast from Gimlet. Uh, Had a lot of fanfare. Uh, I thought season one was solid, uh, nothing, like, I didn't think it quite lived up to the hype. Um, I started the podcast, I can't remember if I finished season one, but I know I didn't do anything for season two. Uh, have you guys ever listened to the second season of the podcast?
1: No. Um, I did, but goddamn, don't ask me what it's about right <laughs> now, because I couldn't tell you.
0: I can tell you what the first episode of the second season's about on TV, um, go. I thought this was an anthology, like that it would just be different. But it, even though it's all new cast, it does kind of tie back into what happened in the first season, like in a weird way, like the drugs they were using on the soldiers. Way, um, it start. It's got a new lead in what's her, Janelle Monae, I believe, uh, the extremely pretty black woman that was in like Hidden Figures and Moonlight and all that.
3: Oh yeah, man, she's hot in Hidden Figures, man. Woo. She's hot.
0: And she's she's a real good actress. Um, she's she's the lead this season. Um, it starts off she wakes up in a boat in the middle of the lake and has no idea how she got there and can't remember much about her life. Um, she go ends up at the hospital like uh, she's wandering down the road and the police take her in. She's got like a track mark, uh, which makes them think that she's a junkie. But she also has a tattoo that's showing she was in the military. And I've only seen the first episode, but it ends up, it's kind of basic. She has this weird, like, creeper guy that sees her at the hospital, decides to help her. Through circumstances, she gets led to a hotel room uh, through Clues. And she gets in, there's a bunch of money and a vial, an empty vial of the drug that was used in the first season on the soldiers. And so we get kind of a hint that there's something weird going on. And then she like her arm gets like water on it and her tattoo that was like made her think she was military and everything starts washing off. So I have no idea what the fuck's happening. And then she gets knocked out at the end of the first episode. So I was like, well, this told me nothing. And then, bam, it cuts to Chris Cooper overlooking a farm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, So Chris Cooper's in this season. Um it's and fault mode, yeah. And also, Chris Cooper. Um, <laughs> uh, it was enough. To pull the uh intrigue card. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this season, but I do like Janelle Monae a lot, and I am really peaked as in what the fuck's going on now. And I'm really afraid at the end I'm gonna be like, I I shouldn't have watched this, but I'm I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. It helps that it's a half-hour drama, which you don't get a whole lot. So we know, we know, we know. Charles likes the half-hour shows.
3: <laughs> I do. I just don't like homecoming.
0: That's fair. You hated the podcast, didn't you?
3: Uh, I listened to like the first season, and then at the end, I was like, "Why did I listen to this?"
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Trey, your time has come again. Somebody Feed Phil.
1: Yeah! The best theme song in TV history.
0: You're not wrong. It's It's not Charles in Charge.
1: Yeah, I know it's not. Uh,
0: Um, So I've only watched the first episode of this. Uh, I do plan on finishing this because it's Somebody Feed Phil, and I fucking love this show. Uh, But I have only watched the first one when we were... uh, when his mom was conspicuously absent and I was like, Oh no. And then I got a text from you and I was like, no.
1: Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, that was easily one of the best parts of that show is he would call his parents, uh, via Skype and like talk to them about wherever he had been that week. Um, but yeah, she is, she is, um, spoilers, I I guess a little bit. She does make a, a small appearance in episode three. Um, which I'm assuming was, filmed before this. I think a lot of it, she's not actually where they're filming. She's not passed away yet. It's just, um, I think she's probably not able to be on.
0: Um, where was he in the first episode? I can't remember.
1: Marrakesh.
0: That's right. Mirrakech. It was a good one, man. I I don't think I realized how much I had missed that show. And like, I, I, I I hate to play on the word, but it's comfort food. Like that show is TV comfort food, and uh, in a shit show of a year, man, it's just nice to like be happy and watch the nicest man on the planet and enjoy.
1: He is really the nicest man on the planet.
0: <laughs>
1: it's did, nuts.
3: Did I ever tell you guys about the um, uh, Kirby enthusiasm episode where uh, Phil's on it? Couple uh, times, yeah. Uh, okay, hat, have, you, have you ever seen that tray? I have not. Okay, so he's trying to get out of having lunch with him, so he can't figure it out. Uh, so he wears a uh, a Trump twenty twenty hat. hat. <laughs> okay, yeah, you did. <laughs> and so uh, Phil's like, "Oh yeah, I got this thing. I gotta go. I uh, I gotta go. <laughs> pretty awesome. That's yeah, pretty great. That's
0: the, that's the one where like people." didn't get that it was irony and people are like, Oh, he's wearing this hat now. And everybody's like, it's clearly like, man, people are stupid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, man, I love this show. Where did, where all does he go in America this year? While I love seeing him travel the world. I always like when he's in America. Cause I'm like, I could go there and eat at these places.
1: Yeah. So he only does one U S this is a shorter season. It's only five episodes. um, they do, um, obviously, Marrakech, Chicago is the one U.S. city. Um, and that's probably my favorite episode. Um, if it's not that, it's uh, London, um, which is really good. And then uh, Seoul, which is pretty cool. He eats a lot of weird food there. Um, and Montreal, which... I um,
2: What? I get the joke, but you were... you? It, Trey might have muted you during it. Don't worry. Oh, God, if only.
1: He said Um, it's soul
2: food. uh, (laughs) Oh. I hate that I knew your joke and you still weren't audible. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But anyways, uh, Montreal's the last episode. That's another place. That's reminded me of the uh, episode last season from uh, Lisbon in Portugal. Like, that was a city I didn't know I wanted to visit until I watched this show, and now I really want to fucking go to Montreal.
0: I've heard great things about Montreal before. I, I That's a city I've always wanted to go to. It's like um,
1: a melting pot, so the food is like, he has, like, the best New York bagel there, and, like, from some dude who moved up there from New York, and there's a bunch of different, uh, you know, it's not any one type of food.
2: I want a New York bagel now. Oh,
1: God. I wish. They're the best. Yes, they are. It's the water.
0: Is it, is it extra for the corona?
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: Uh, yeah, so that show is just still wonderful. There's nothing new about it. It's just different cities and him continuing to be a wonderful human being. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. the best to watch. Let's talk some uh, finish shows. And uh, Chuck, go ahead and take you a nap. Uh, because... <laughs> Uh, it's time. Uh, normally, this is a me and Josh segment where we have to talk about the magicians. But Trey, because he keeps his promises, Josh. Uh, <laughs>
3: Didn't say I'm not gonna. You fucking watch those
2: movies, bitch.
0: <laughs> That's a lot less to watch than all of Riverdale, which is what Josh has to do. I'm gonna uh, do it with as
2: much of a smile on my face as I can.
0: You will, because you'll love it. Jingle jingle, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about The Magicians, which Trey fucking loves now.
1: Yeah, I watched all five seasons uh, through quarantine, and that show is a fucking treasure.
2: you damn right it
1: is. It's so good.
2: And it breaks my heart because it's over. Fair
0: yeah, all right. right. <laughs> the world is
2: a darker place. Yeah, it, it is
0: to start of the final season because I just didn't want it to be over. Um, like we're gonna talk about Brockmire here after a while, and like I had like a month and a half between, or at least a month between, like episode seven and eight because I didn't want it to be over, and it was the same thing. Like I just didn't want to start Magicians because I knew it was gonna be over for me, and I love the show. Like it's a, it, it's a, it's very high on like my all time list. Like I love this show, and. Uh,
2: it's number one. on the
0: time American list. Fun. It's number two?
2: It is, it is officially my number two favorite show of all time.
0: Fine, uh, Chuck?
2: Yes. Nice.
0: Not you, Charles. Not you.
2: Yeah, definitely not you. <laughs> also, it, it, halfway through your Killing Eve talk, your hands just decided they wanted to be background for you, and so they are very blurred, and it just was really distracting. I couldn't pay attention to anything you were talking about would you have anyway uh i was trying i i hear a lot of good things about killing eve it's not a show i'm ever gonna watch so i wouldn't mind uh through osmosis understanding what that show is about but this is about the magicians god damn it
0: it is so real quick we're not going to go into detail about the first four seasons because lord knows me and josh have done that but uh trey how was your run through the first four seasons like what were, what were your highlights
1: um man um so, yeah, that show, I get now, obviously, why it gets compared to, to Riverdale, at least by you, Evan. It is very much a guilty pleasure show. Uh, no one on that show can act very well. But, god damn it, they give it their absolute all anyway, and it's fantastic. Um,
0: I do think, I think Elliot, the guy that plays Elliot, is a really good actor.
1: Yeah, Other and, and I say that, its I'm not saying they're... It's the acting is bad as much as I'm saying it's not winning any awards.
2: I think Elliot and Penny are the two best actors on that show.
0: Uh, Alice, and, Alice and Julia suck. Like I like their characters, but they can't act. They have, they're have they really hot in that hell.
2: <laughs> Julia is particularly bad. Alice has a wheelhouse and she doesn't leave it. Yeah, um, she doesn't. But I don't think she's particularly bad in that wheelhouse
1: Alice is just the worst man yeah but she's also the best uh, no she's more the worst than the best and that's saying something
0: Um, so uh, what was your favorite season coming into five
1: um man maybe one
0: (laughs) one was very good I do like one
2: one was good I think four is mine I really, fourth, really
0: liked Four. Four is probably my favorite favorite uh, season. Three and, th- and four are the top two for me.
1: It's also a little. I've I marathoned the whole thing in like a couple of months too, so I'm like sometimes it's hard to distinguish the, when season I, two ended and season three started.
2: Three was also really. I mean, three was the quest, and I really, really enjoyed the quest. Oh. Like, um, trying yeah. to get magic turned back on leading up to whatever the fuck. The monster was was great, but then I really liked the whole like stolen identities part of season four, um, and just well,
0: season three also gave us life in a day.
2: Yes, it did, and under pressure,
0: which, which became important for the whole show, um, with life in a day and just the complexity of Q and what be like what changed between him and Elliot after that. So season five rolled in, didn't. I, I, they didn't know it was going to be the last season going in, but they had, they figured it out pretty quickly because they start showing this well before they finish it. Um, mm-hmm. And they did make some changes in editing and then filmed the end because they knew the show was going to end. Um, I like, uh, spoilers if you've never watched The Magicians, um, the lead, quote-unquote, lead in uh, Q dies in season four. Um, and oh, I man. think it was... Uh, yeah. I, I cried. Yeah, it, it is heartbreaking. Um, I think it was great for the show as far as the story that they were telling. Um, but uh, you hear people be like, I'm not watching this show anymore. Say that all the time. But well, they fucking followed through on it. Like, season five completely tanked in the red. Like, no one was watching it live. It um, sucks. So it really sucks. Um, I don't, I've never read the books. I do want to remedy that one day. So I don't know how it lines up the books and how stuff ends. Like I could totally see how the show could go on, but I think it got a pretty fitting end. What'd you guys think about the final season?
2: I think they did. <laughs> Shut up. I think they did roughly as good as anybody has done with the, whether or not we know it's going to be the finale. Right.
0: Um,
2: yeah. I think they did a good job of making a satisfying um, emotional ending, but also, like one that is hopeful for what could have been an additional uh, season for it to go on. Uh, as of right now, probably with most of my favorite characters are in like New Fillory after they've raptured all of Fillory and taken it to a whole new world, one in which bacon fields exist. Um,. But overall, it was a satisfying conclusion. And I liked that Not all this, like not all the characters are together, but they all are a part of each other's lives in a way that's like intrinsic to who they are. Um, and I, they did a really good job with all of that. Katie continues to be the character that I care the absolute least about. But even that, I still enjoy her. Like, I still but enjoy she still- where she was.
0: She felt relevant, though, whereas like I felt she had kind of been shoehorned back in, so we didn't lose track of her, but she didn't really fucking matter. Let's um, be honest, it's
2: there 100%. because she can sing like a
0: motherfucker. Yeah, she's a real good singer. Um, but like this show just continued. The character development overall in the show was really great, and I love like I we were talking last night, Josh, while I was finishing it. Like I love like how. It didn't really leave anybody behind in the story. Like, everybody got progression, like, as far as they should, as far as, you know, we saw where Penny ended up and, like, how far he came, even though he's in the underworld, and then Penny 23. Um, but Finn, who is the most underrated person in the show, she's wonderful. I mean, we forget Josh wasn't even a major player in the first season. And um, yet it just
2: fucking ca- best.
0: We should all aspire to be him. God, Prince.
2: that dude has also kicked out his co- – or kicked his coverage like nobody in
1: in history. Yeah, by getting the best yes. character on the show. Oh, Queen Margo. Margo. Hi, Queen Margo. Hi, King Margo. Um,
2: God, I, I, I love this show. I really do. I think the only character that did kind of get left behind a little bit is Fog. Um, they just kind of were like, hey, go to this – Just straight drug plane of existence, and you're there now.
0: The ethereal realm.
2: Yeah. And that's kind of what he does. They bring in evil fog, which is good.
0: But but then he comes back and he has to hold a cat to put all his crazy into. (laughs) Because I love this show, and that's why. Um, The beast comes back. I knew it! I mean, it's for an episode, but it's out of nowhere, and it's awesome. And it makes mm-hmm. sense in how they did it. I and love that they works. finally addressed that there was there was a third chat one. I was like, thank you. I've always wondered about... I was like, did they just forget that they said there was three siblings? Oh, Rupert. Um, so, yeah. We finally were introduced to Rupert and what happened to him. Um, I do think there was, in a way maybe I, everything they did was planned for two seasons i felt sometimes it was a little hurried and sometimes they would present like how they were going to solve something and instead of seeing it like just skipped ahead and the problem was solved and like somebody that had been stuck somewhere was just back and we didn't see how they did it but uh it kind of got expositioned away, which i was fine with because we had to get to a certain point um overall like it wasn't my favorite season but i thought it was a really good season and i thought it was a a really good conclusion a lot um, more
2: happened in this season when I think up like back on it than maybe I had originally anticipated
0: oh, a uh, shit ton of stuff. that's why I think it was supposed to be two seasons originally.
2: they broke a crazy they broke a crazy time loop that was happening by convincing magical talking whales to release the end of the world Kraken. <laughs> Uh, and that was like three episodes in, and then they never spoke on it again. No, <laughs> but it was
0: awesome. Uh, well, I mean, we find out in the penultimate episode that like there's been a time loop happening all along. Then like this is the second go around because we find that from the uh, from the younger chat one that it was traveling around with Penny uh, or or with Elliot. Who was she with? She was with Penny. Penny twenty three, because right? she's trying to. He's trying to save Julia. Uh, I did. I, I was interested because I knew that Julia in real life was pregnant, and I do think that they worked that into the story in in a like satisfying way because she couldn't hide it. By the time they got to the point where she was filming, <laughs> um, the second <laughs> I that stuff was
1: really cool with her, like getting the baby's powers and all that. Though, I, I love yeah. the way
0: they
2: explained that. I love the uh, the way that they kind of fixed the Penny Crazy, like, scale, in a way, by having him tethered to Q. Yeah. Which I yeah, also love that they named the kid Q. It yeah.
1: really,
0: really great. Just overall, a very satisfying conclusion to the show that I didn't want to end, but it was really good. Like, I told Josh before I watched the finale last night, I went back and watched the finale of season four because I needed to see, like, I needed Sated. to experience Quentin Well, yeah, I sit there and cried, but I also, I needed to see, like, I needed to see what Q sacrificed and, like, his love for Fillory, because, like, it really matters going into the finale, because, I mean, the finale's called Fillory and Further, and, like, what it, like, that place meant to them and, like, the show and us as a viewer, and it really, like, resonated, like, from what we saw from, like, Kid Q in, like, episode two, when he talks about, like, the end of a book is his least favorite part, because you don't want the foreshadowing that they did with that was just really excellent. It, was, it, it hit the nail on the head, too. I Man, I fucking love that show.
2: Great musical episode as well, and like just a, a whole bunch. Like it just Everything was fantastic. I really enjoyed
0: it. Magicians, you will be missed sorely, and I'm glad that Trey is on the magician's train, much to Chuck's chagrin.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to start the books at some point soon. Yeah, I want to as well.
0: Hey Chuck, you want to talk about something that doesn't involve those two? <laughs> sure. Payback. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some well,
2: Brockmire. About the movie Payback. I thought they made a show about the movie Payback that I didn't know about.
0: <laughs> oh, you would know about that. You're damn right. I
2: did. I would. I saw that movie on my birthday.
0: <laughs> let's talk about the insanity that is Brockmire season four.
2: Uh I'm gonna step away for a second.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I gotta I'm gonna I was gonna dip anyway and I don't want to get spoilers for Brockmeyer, so Quick, kick Chuck out before you go. I'll just mute him.
0: Trey has hard out at eleven forty five. Hurry, Trey.
1: I'll be right back. Alright, see you guys.
0: See you buddy. Bye Trey. <laughs> Alright, Chuck, let's talk about Brockmeyer.
3: What what a seamless transition we just had.
0: I fucking hate Scott Call podcasting, but whatever, we're doing what we can.
3: At least he didn't uh, go out uh, noisily. That's uh, that's good.
0: Yeah, why would? Yeah, yeah, he, it was very graceful.
3: Uh, um, what Rundmeier a what, final season, man! God, this
0: shit? like off the rails in a wonderful way. like while still one of the funniest shows on TV, like it became weirdly like heartfelt and like,
3: emotional oh.
0: it, It's so emotional and at the same time they're in like a dystopian future <laughs> where the, like complete anarchy reigns but somehow they're still trying to save baseball. Uh, is Arizona just, about, just,
3: like, gone?
0: It, it's the contested lands.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll forgive me. I finished this show, like, a month ago, so there's... Oh,
0: me too. I finished it, yeah, like, a week after you did. But, man, God, yeah, it's been a while. But, man, this show, so it's still, it's still fucking hilarious. There were so many good jokes. Um his Brockmire is just the one of the best characters ever created. Um, but I love his character arc of like, now we are into like full atonement for being a shit show. Like he just loves baseball, but he's fully on the wagon. Um, he's a father. Um, and he like fully threw himself into being a father. Um, and now he's just like an actual good person. Um, but he's still Brockmire and fucking hilarious. Like when he's trying to tell the story about, uh, I don't somehow Egyptians get brought up, and how it's a status symbol of wealth. And he's like, basically, what it meant was if you uh, had uh, this symbol beside you, you owned a lot of Jews. <laughs> and I, I like was like fell out of my chair, weeping. I was laughing so hard.
3: <laughs> oh man! Also, man, anytime Joe Buck shows up in that show, it is magic
0: you're not so, wrong it So is, the whole possible thing that Joe, Joe Buck can do
3: I mean when he just like holds up his hand and somebody just walks by and gives him a drink and Brockmire's like who's that how the fuck should I know it's just like it's, okay
0: <laughs> uh, yeah the jokes are great like I love the evolution of him like his addiction being like all of like his neediness like going into being a dad because it was a like cool and like a relatable thing. Like not that I've ever suffered from addiction in that way, but like I know what it's like to be a dad and I like it was easy to see like following the progression of his character. It's just this no this show is like sneakily like not just jokes but like overall just so well written. Like it's just so unexpected when you watch the first season of like then thinking about where this show went.
3: Yeah. Um and then him getting into the Hall of Fame and being the commissioner of baseball for some reason. Oh god, what was the name of the uh uh the baseball team and they changed the uniforms and all that?
0: I don't remember, but oh, I remember laughing.
3: So funny. Uh because anyway The negotiation um,
0: was really fucking funny too.
3: Yeah, and getting Amanda uh, Amanda Pete back and Charles was there a decent amount, like it, it just oh, felt...
0: oh god, fucking Lamone was the best. <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, the the ending...
0: Limon, Limon was running the United States basically. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, like, God, it was super creepy. Like how uh, how it was kind of mirroring not only um, you know uh, smart devices and whatnot but also baseball uh with it dying and all that kind of stuff god when that dude killed himself it was like raining chunks of him down and like i was like oh no
0: <laughs> god it was so funny though it was so funny um
3: so the the show though
0: oh man i cried i cried hard like So there was like subtle hints that I was afraid that's where it was going like earlier in, in the season. Um, But um, so it comes in that he has uh, Parkinson's. Um, He uh, Lamone hasn't get tested because she notices a slight uh, uh, shake. Um, And then you kind of see it progress um, because there's a weird time jump going on in this. Um, But, the good news about the dystopian future is there is a experimental treatment that has a small chance of working. And like, we spend the whole ep- last episode kind of waiting to hear you know, where he's going to be. And like, he's in the hall of fame. He's got everything. He's got all of his loved ones around him and he's sitting watching a baseball game. And they're like, should we go eat? And he gets a call and, you know, he kind of wells up and just says, yeah, we've got time. And oh man, man, it broke me. I, I was like, oh my God.
3: The, um, The very final moment, though, is one of, like, the best endings of a show I think that I've ever seen. Um, and, And that's saying a lot, like, because, like, previously in that season, he talked about how the sounds of baseball just, like, kind of fill him up with happiness and what it means to be alive and uh it kind of the 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 camera zooming in on his face him having his eyes closed and just like hearing the crowd uh reaction and stuff like that and then as soon as he opens his eyes as crack of the bat and you hear the crowd explode into the series perfect like it's it's so awesome
0: you're not wrong it's genuinely like it's perfect writing on tv like it it's wonderfully done and it's so shocking that it comes from uh man i i'm gonna miss the show yeah Uh, i wish like i wish it wasn't over like i can't imagine like it it feels perfect in what it was but i don't want it to be over because it's really fucking funny i'm gonna miss that show man i almost wish it had been something else because i feel we would have got at least one more season out of it on the positive um,
3: uh, Brockmeyer continuously calls into the uh, Levitard show and uh, as Brockmire, and it's always great.
0: Why wouldn't he? Uh, hey, let's talk about a show only I watch, because it's Apple TV+. Uh, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Um, huh. First introduced to us at E3 on the Ubisoft stage. Um, this is from Rob McElhaney, um, and a lot, some of the writers from It's Always Sunny. Um, when we saw it at E3, it looked just fucking terrible. Um, and I was not expecting a lot going into this. It's, it's fucking hysterical. I love this show so much. Um, Rob McElhaney is hilarious. It's got a great cast in it. Um... I actually think you would like the show, Josh. Even though you're not a big "it's always sunny" person, like i just yeah. think it has. There's enough of like actors you would like in the show. Um, it centers around the game industry. Um, Ashley Birch, who is a prominent uh, video game uh, voice actress, is actually a character in the show. Aloy. Um, uh, yes, Aloy, also known as Chloe. Uh, uh, a little life is strange um but she's really great in the show but um, it's just fucking funny and then it also weirdly has one of those one-off episodes that doesn't follow the main story or the same characters and it's about uh two other video game developers that became a couple and it's like takes place in the same building that they're in but it's like a generation ahead of them And, and it only kind of remotely comes back later but it's weirdly like heartfelt and like super good tv Like, this is a sneaky good show that's getting overlooked because it was on uh, Apple, uh, which is that whole platform has been a mess. Um, It's been really good. Like, they finished it, and then Rob McElhaney had the whole cast come in and remote uh, record a bonus episode during COVID, um, and then he edited it himself, and they put it out as a bonus episode, and it's surprisingly well done. Um, like for a minute, you don't really notice like what's going on. Um, but, uh, I don't want to ruin like, and it's also not that much plot to ruin. It's like insane show. Rob McElhinney is like this narcissistic, like video game guru. Uh, he's an idiot, but he also weirdly is a genius. Um, and it's just funny and there's crazy (laughs) hijinks. It's like video game, uh, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, but way more like lowbrow, uh, comedy than uh, Silicon Valley was, if that makes sense.
2: Super fun.
0: I I mean, I'd be
2: willing to give it a shot. I'm paying for that service anyway.
0: Uh, it is the show to watch that I've seen so far out of that. It's easily my favorite show. Uh, but I haven't watched many of the other ones. Um,. Well, I got you, and it's really all that needs to be said about that show until I have someone to talk about it with. Let's talk about Picard.
3: Yeah, Picard. I, mean, I have watched all but one episode. So You're very on the finale?
0: Last <laughs> yes. Uh, Alright, so maybe we won't talk about exactly where it leaves off? Uh, or would you rather just wait, uh, wait a show, Josh? Uh, we can wait a show. Well, hey,
3: listen. I also haven't watched Westworld, so you guys want to go back to back on that, and I'll just mute my computer
0: if it longs. Yeah, that's fine. Unless it doesn't mute us, uh, we're yeah. That's we'll talk about those two, and then you can come back in for the movies if you want.
3: Sounds good. Bye. All right.
0: How, hey, how far'd you get in Westworld? Oh, he's gone. He's gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Picard. What so? What do you think about this show as a non-hardcore Trek fan?
0: So I've become a pretty big Trek fan in like newer Trek. So I like to the listeners that don't. I like uh, I like the Abrams movies quite a bit. Um, Beyond's okay to me, but I love 2009 and in the Darkness like a whole lot. Um, I, I really, really like Star Trek Discovery a whole lot, um, outside of Tilly's Ghost. Um, it, it's really, um, so I don't know. I think a lot of Star Trek fans wouldn't like me because they're not as bad as Star Wars fans, but they can be pretty divisive because they all seemingly hate Discovery. Scorp-
2: um, fuck them all.
0: This is the worst thing out of all the new Star Trek. Um, It's not bad, but it's... I mean, it is okay. Um, The first episode is awesome, and then it just goes to a slog. This show should have been like four episodes, because nothing happens for half of it.
2: You are 100% right. Worst is harsh but i i mean it's correct it is my least favorite of anything star trek in the last uh i guess 12 years 11 years since 2009 um i still like it i can tell you that there is one episode in particular that i cried like a motherfucking bitch at and have watched like youtube recaps of it and cried even more um but the rest of the show is mostly forgettable kindly kind of nonsensical in a lot of ways and more than anything is just like riding that nostalgia high um and not really doing a whole lot to further much
0: well, what uh, in terms of the story it was it when he went and saw his old friends
2: you damn right it's when riker and troy showed up and even just thinking about it right now i've got like hair standing up on my arms because that is just like Picard and Riker, like, that is what got me into Star Trek, even though I'm a bigger Voyager fan, and I think I like Deep Space Nine a lot, in a way, more than I do Star Trek Next Generation, like, Picard is Star Trek, as far as I'm concerned, even more than Kirk, even more than anybody else, Picard is Star Trek, and Riker is Picard, like, those two are just, like, thick and thin, like, the best character relationships in any, in a lot of different ways on Star Trek, and then the Riker and Troy stuff was just, like, a great relationship to have as well. Like, just all of it, and, like, seeing those characters together 20 years after the last movie, let alone after that show came off the or went off the air, was just a really emotional thing for me to get to watch, for sure, and especially somebody who embraces the new and loves the old. Like, I just think it was a perfect kind of melding. But that episode in a bottle of, within a, like, when it, within itself is amazing a lot of what happens toward the end of that show is just kind of nonsense
0: um it was just like okay like i just like and as someone who respects old trek but like is having to look up a lot of stuff and doesn't have that emotional connection like that episode while i understand why it would be good for you and like why it's in there as someone that is new to Trek, I was like, there was no point to that episode. Like, Sorry, no point.
2: Trey just commented on something on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, that show, or that episode, while, like I said, part of the overall story, maybe not the greatest portion of it, um, it's just, it's there for the nostalgia, but it's the way, it's finally the weaponized nostalgia that actually works. Um, with where that show ends up in... I guess full spoilers, making Picard a android copy of himself, but trans like transferring his soul
0: in a <laughs> body. Which um, I
2: mean, it, it's it is what it is, but like it's weird at the same time, and I don't really understand the reason for it.
0: It should have been in the end of Picard. Like it was actually I was thought he was dead and I was like, Oh, this is a good send-off. That was a good nostalgia run and like he died being who Picard should be, from what I know. And then they're like and then I was like, Oh no, he's gonna come back. I was like, God dang it.
2: Yeah, I mean I would have been interested to see what maybe this cast of characters was like without him in like another season, but at the same time I think that they have such strong characters and strong writing in Discovery. And if that same team moves forward with Strange New Worlds, then, like, they've got that foundation, and they wouldn't need this show. Like, they wouldn't need these characters in the world they've created. It was cool to see Seven of Nine, because I'm a huge Voyager fan. It was cool to see a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I I am a big (laughs) Sherry Ryan fan as well. It was cool to see Hugh, um, although they killed him. It was cool to see uh, a lot of this stuff. A lot of the Romulan stuff was kind of weird and just... It just didn't really mesh with me in the same way that the other new Trek has.
0: It just didn't hit the right way. I was very interested in the Borg stuff because I didn't – I was like, oh, this is cool, and I didn't know much about it, and I got researched it, and I got excited, and then I was like, oh, nothing's really coming of this.
2: The Borg is um, super I'm, – I'm just – I'm more, way more excited for what is a thousand years in the future for Trek in Discovery oh, Season 3 yeah. than I am the card stuff.
0: Just, if this had been four episodes, maybe five, like, I would have think I liked it a lot more. But ten was just, I mean, it was a slog to get through. Like, I'll watch it if it comes back on, but I'm not excited. And also, Rafi is just the fucking worst. I hate Rafi. Every time she says JL, I want to, like, punch a baby.
2: I don't hate her anywhere near her as much as you do, but I get it.
0: Oh, she's the worst. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about some Westworld. Yeah! Yeah! Um, so, Westworld season one is pretty much universally, and I think we consider it one of the best seasons of TV ever. It kind of handicaps the show because, of course, it's never lived up to that season two. While I like it more than most, is it was a big step down mm-hmm. um, and unnecessarily very confusing. I, I it, it's very Witcherish to me. Like, why it didn't need to be multiple timelines and all this other stuff? Um, <laughs> Do you
2: remember that there was a giant? door opened in the middle of nothingness where all the consciousness of the robots went to? Like, what? Yes,
0: <laughs> yes I do. Um, so, knowing that, I really... Like, even though it's not even about the same thing anymore, I really fucking love season three. Of course it doesn't live up to one, but man, I love season three.
2: Yeah, here's my feelings on it real quick. Uh Westworld season three is one of the <clears throat> coolest television shows that is no longer Westworld. Um yeah, it's
0: not, there's nothing to do about Westworld in this.
2: Like legitimately and like All of the things that I loved about season one of Westworld are essentially gone. I love being in the park. I love the mystery box of the park and what did Ford lay down and what is it all meaning towards and what is the maze and all of this stuff. And it's super cool and it's super engaging and I could spend 10 seasons in that world. Um, Season two, I still really like. It has one of my favorite episodes of television in the last decade. Um, Overall, it was disappointing, but I still enjoyed it enough to where I was ready for season three. Going into the real world and all of the stuff with the clones of or the copies of Dolores and the random complete sidetrack to the predictive algorithm, which was, you're right, a super cool story, just didn't really make sense. What does any of this have to do with Delos? What does any of this have to do with the hosts, aside from it is a MacGuffin that Dolores is going after that she's going to help use to free humanity in her own way. Like it, it didn't make any sense, despite the fact that I loved the ride. I thought it was super cool. The tech was cool. All of it was fun. I just don't understand any reason for it.
0: Well, their whole reason was like two lines of dialogue where it's like the whole point of all the parks was Dillas was always being controlled and working for um, – Working for Sirac, uh, and that this was all feeding all that human knowledge into um, uh, into uh, Rohibum or whatever. Why the fuck they named it that? I was like, name it something that people know how to fucking pronounce. One, Carl. Uh, yeah, I mean Steve, something. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so basically, all of that was just because it was recording human data and giving all that, which. Sure, that's the easiest thing, and maybe you, you could have shown it better than mentioning it once and then like, all right, move the fuck on. But they've clearly figured out a way to move forward with this show, and they've made it make as much sense as it could for this like outlandish of a show. Yeah. Uh, let's talk some. Let's talk spoilers real quick. So, where do you where do you like? What do you think about where the show ended up in this season?
2: Um. <clears throat> I don't know, man, kind of aimless. And like it was a little cliche, I'm not going to lie. like It was very much like the here's our fight club of it all. Like, now the world is what it is. What are you going to do in it, Aaron Paul? Um, The show kind of peaked for me in the reveal about his character. um, And I saw some of it coming. I didn't quite see all of it coming. And I definitely didn't see the social engineering side of it. Um, Everything that they had done to kind of turn what was... A good soldier into you know a murderous lunatic for hire basically um i thought all that was really cool i loved the flashbacks of him being the good soldier in the training environment that was actually in westworld and dolores remembering him and that whole reasoning why and the way they brought it full circle was cool i think it's really cool what they're doing with bernard who is actually going to the magical door in westworld um stubs i think is dead which, I mean, he's
0: been there a long time.
2: He has, um, seeing bathtub stubs and just really taking the glory of how that gene just can't be spread between three people evenly, and the okay. third one is definitely the odd man out. Um, well, to, man. Poor Luke Hemsworth, but <laughs> uh, it was all really cool. I just, the, the end of it, I didn't understand Maeve being what she was for the majority of the season. Um, I like where she ended up the story and the, the talk between the two of them in Dolores's last memory was awesome. and I loved
0: what well, is good about having those moments that make you like what should have been and probably could have been explained better for three episodes get summed up and make sense in like a five minutes. minute conversation. yeah and it makes it uh, they're good about that. they're like they they can be aimless but they always make up for it. Um, but the ride's always fun to get there. And that's why like, this is absolutely a top 10 show for me for this year. Like I yeah, but- really like it. Like the quality of it remains high. The music remains amazing. The opening is always so good. Um, and I love. So I agree it was aimless until, for love of God, watch the stinger afterwards. And by stinger, I mean the like eight minute scene that comes because it yeah. makes it so worthwhile. Because next year we're clearly getting the man in black back because now he is a, he's a host um and uh he's just full-on murder man in black out in the world and he's working for dolores and the actual dolores is gone now we have charlotte slash uh uh dolores um who is just full-on evil uh and then who the fuck knows what's going on with bernard who's in the seam or whatever it is like off in the euphoric world and he comes back and like they put so much dust on him to show that it's been like 50 years or something.
2: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens there because, I mean, do they do a huge time jump? If that's the case, do they just are they done with all of the human characters they introduced this year? Like, is Aaron Paul done? Is H from Ready Player One done? Is Marshawn Lynch Beast Mode done?
0: Let's talk about moment of the year when Marshawn Lynch appears out of nowhere and catches the bullet. Here,
2: Oh, okay, no, that was awesome. When he do- what I when he gets shot it was sad, but yes, when he just like yeah and like catches it, it was awesome. I also halfway through texted. You, I was like, wait a minute, is this who I think it is?
0: It is. Yes, it is. All right, yeah. So I love this season. Like it's. I thought it was very good. I, I'm satisfied with they end up. I do think we end up with multiple timelines next year, but not in a confusing way. Uh, I think that next year it'll be clearly like the direct fallout. Um, and we'll see like it skip time to lead up to the time where Bernard wakes up. And then we'll also see, have a timeline of what Bernard was experiencing while he was there.
2: 100%. So, um,
0: yeah. So big ups to Westworld. It, it was, uh, it was awesome. Uh that wraps it up for T V. Let's touch on some movies. Um uh, Chuck, are you unmuted now? Yeah.
2: No. You such a <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's the best that that is best actor of the year worthy right there.
0: That Andrew Boone. Uh talk to me. We're gonna talk movies. And Lord knows we have many to choose from for you. Talk to me about Artemis Fowl. Let's talk about something uh, recently relevant. Then, please, if you can, no spoilers. Because despite whatever horrible things you're about to say about this movie, I think, uh, I'm actually still pretty excited to check it out.
3: Am I the only person who has, has seen this? You are. I will eventually watch it.
0: This I don't care about spoilers.
3: sucks so many balls. Like <laughs> giant, stinky... Lumpy balls. It is terrible. Kristen even hated this movie. Like, It's laughably bad. The acting is terrible. Whoever they found to be the lead must have lost some sort of contest because he's terrible. Uh, Judy Dench is awful. Josh Gad. Sorry. Correction. Dame Judy Dench. Remember when we were talking about the wrong kind of Josh Gad? This is it. Um... (laughs) It's, God, it is, it's pathetically bad. It's the worst Kenneth Branagh movie of all time. Uh, th- let me put it this way. This reminds me of that um, that shitty Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out about 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, Marlon Wayne's. Um, this reminds oh, me oh. of of Aragon.
2: Oh, that, so-
3: I mean, th- this is in some serious company. For worst fantasy movie of all time, it, there, he doesn't steal anything. They make him out to be this criminal mastermind. He's not evil. He doesn't steal anything. Like nothing, none of that happens. Golden Compass so, bad. I, so I I've never watched Golden Compass, so I don't oh, know. It's, yeah. it, it's as bad as movies come. I think I've never seen it, but this is probably worse.
0: So. I, don't, I actually know nothing about what Artemis Fowl is about outside of what I've seen in the trailers. I've never read the books. I've never read a synopsis of the books. Um, I do know that somebody's supposed to be a thief, but evidently that they're not, you're telling me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I, The only thing is, I saw a headline from a review that was just like, this movie was always going to go to Disney+, Plus, no matter what they try to tell you. Um, I saw another article blame Disney for COVID so they had a uh, reason to release Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Um yeah, I've not seen movie reviews this bad in a long while. Um I'm going to watch it out of sheer curiosity, but it didn't look great to begin with. I mean, let's be 100% honest. God. Um what? also uh-
0: when my kid, like, is Leighton old enough to watch it? Like, it's clearly for kids, but is it, like, for more, like, Freeman's age?
3: Freeman liked it. Okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Which, in eight-year-old speak, is, yeah, I like this.
0: Is it too, uh, much, is it too much for, like, an almost four-year-old, though?
3: Uh, There might be a couple of parts that might get a little scary
2: for a four-year-old.
0: She gets how, real scared of the bad guy still.
2: Well, um, how did she handle Gears of War five?
0: <laughs> I'm not afraid. Uh, so far, she had a little trouble with Dr. Robotnik in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, if that tells you anything.
3: Yeah, so there there could be a couple of parts that uh that might uh, frighten her. Yeah, this I've,
2: Is it Mortal uh, Engine's bad?
3: Oh, i think this is worse than mortal engines
0: Mortal engines outside of elite battle Angel
3: hey of course i am propping this up to be much worse than you guys are evan's gonna come back next week as say, I liked it and I'm gonna get super mad uh but it's it's easily the worst movie I've seen this year maybe in a couple of years
0: oh wow man okay i am excited uh, to wa- i've excited to watch it but now I have to watch it yeah, I am, I am yeah.
3: very intrigued. Out of, oh. out of more of a curiosity, check it out, but God damn it it sucks. Also,
0: I need to see it. If I also hate it, we all need to see it so we can just make it a shoe-in for worst movie.
2: Yeah, um, I need to justify my Disney Plus post-Mandalorian anyway, so I may as well.
0: A lot of people are trying. They've been losing a shit ton of subscribers. Um... Uh, I use it mainly just to watch uh, old episodes of DuckTales uh, um, i watched it a lot with Leighton I've got her hooked. she loves it and it's the best thing I've done as a dad um, Josh, talk to me again, spoiler free about King of Staten Island uh, which is a the new Judd Apatow movie starring Pete Davidson and I have been super excited for this and it is probably the first thing I'm going to watch ahead of any TV shows for the next show
2: I mean, Chuck, you didn't watch this either? No, I have not. Okay. Um, I really, really, really like this movie. It takes a good 30 30 to 40 minutes to really find its footing. It starts pretty much out of nowhere. There's very little establishing of characters or anything going on in the first 20 to 30 minutes. Um, there's some real awkward moments, but once it actually really gets into the crux of uh, Pete Davidson's mom, who is Marissa Tomei, who is apparently always just going to be a sex symbol no matter how old she gets, um, and Bill Burr's relationship and like everything going on with them, uh, it's really, really good from that point on. About a like, half hour to an hour in, and it's two and a half hour long comedy slash dramedy. We're um, like two hours and fifteen minutes. It's really, really long. It's a Judd Apatow movie, so it's naturally going to be longer than normal. Um, I think Funny People is still going on. Uh, David, Pete Davidson and Bill Burr destroyed in this movie, though. They are fan fucking tastic. Um, everything about
0: man, I I love that that kid man i like i like i really like that kid and he hasn't even been in that much but i i've been like i just think he's so funny and i've been so looking forward to this and also bill burr is just the best
2: yeah bill burr is great um they like the two of them have a lot of great like both adversarial and when they start to actually have a relationship chemistry it's the best acting steve buscemi's ever done even though he's only in it for a little bit but he does have like a decent enough role um like it's just like it's a it's an honest and like heartfelt performance from Pete Davidson that's like really, really good. It's one of those, like, this is gonna be one of those I wanna really like stump for when it comes time for awards season, um, to at least be nominated, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I thought he was really, really good. And it makes sense because it is partially his story, right? Like, I mean, it is a semi-biographical or autobiographical uh story for him. Um, and and it does a really good job of like not being too in-your-face about it and not being, like, over... like, beat you over the head with some of the tones and themes behind it. Uh, but it is, overall... It's a very, very good movie that could have been a potential, like, top-five lock if the beginning hadn't been as awkward as it was.
0: Okay. Well, I'm still quite excited to watch that. Absolutely. Everybody sure. Chuck, talk to me about the Lovebirds. This is the... Uh, uh Kumail? John and Johnny movie with uh is it Issa Rae that's in this with him?
3: Yeah. Uh yeah, I think so.
0: Uh this was supposed to be uh theatrical release like uh he was touted as a big movie uh that he was doing a lot of press for and then obviously COVID so it went what to Netflix I believe? Yeah. Yes. Uh tell me about this movie.
3: Okay, so this uh, this movie starts out with these two people kind of hitting it off. And then, you know, uh, just kind of like how most relationships do. It's very lovey-dovey. They're always around each other. They always want to do stuff with each other. And then it flash forwards like five years later. And they're like just having terrible fights. Uh, and they decide to break it off. Well, whenever they break it off, they're driving. They accidentally hit this guy um, who was uh, biking, and then this guy comes up. He's like, hey, I'm a detective. Uh, I need to commandeer your car. Uh, The guy, the biking guy takes off, and so they run after this guy. The detective runs over the dude and then back and forth on him like seven or eight times, like a lot, and then uh, they found out he is not a detective. And that they need to run for their lives, so they're spending like the next like hour running, and then uh, the rest of the movie trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, it's actually really funny. I liked it a lot. If you guys have a chance to uh, to watch it, I highly suggest it. It's uh, especially with um, like Evan. I think um, I think Jayla would like this quite a bit. It would be an easy watch for you guys.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking, and we struggle to find things that we both like because we are, well, spot our love for each other. Vastly different people when it comes to our entertainment, uh, we just do not like the same things. So uh, uh, this did seem like one I was going to ask you about that. So that's good to hear.
3: Yeah, I wish I'd uh, this to Kristen because she she would I know that she would like this movie.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to go through a list of movies, and I want you to give me your quick thoughts, because we've talked about them before, but I just really want to know what you think about it. Uh, Okay. Guns Guns Akimbo.
3: Uh, Josh overhyped this movie. Uh, I think it was okay. The ending was the most fun that movie was, and I love Samara weaving.
2: Maybe end love with it. I don't remember talking about it like it was all that great, but okay. When he mentioned
3: Guns Akimbo earlier, you went, yeah, Guns Akimbo!
2: Because it's still fun.
3: It is a, the last part of that movie is fun.
0: The Way Back.
3: The Way Back has some crushing moments in it where you're like, "Oh my god!" Um, and sometimes they went through with stuff that I didn't think that they would actually go through with, like not letting him coach that uh, that final game. But um, I really like this movie. I this is this might be like a top five basketball movie of all time for me now.
0: Oh shit! Well, now you just have made me watch this movie. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really good. <laughs> okay, you Josh, underplayed this one. I didn't think you liked it that much.
2: It's just soul crushing, man. The world is against you.
3: No, and- he brings no, he brings most of that on himself. Now I will say that um, I like how this this is a drama movie that has uh, basketball as like a vehicle. Instead of the other way around, like it's not like Hoosiers. That's a basketball movie, and then the drama is part of the thing that drives the basketball. It's opposite in this one. The basketball is very good, um, and you'll get a lot of flashbacks from your playing days with how he coaches. Um, but um, but he calls him a bunch of fucking pussies and like like he goes apeshit. There's like a priest right next to him because he's coaching for a like a church high school team, and he's like. Like he's struggling with it. So uh it it, it's real good.
0: Uh Vivarium.
3: (laughs) This movie is weird as fuck. Like
0: it had like at
3: first I was like, Oh, this is intriguing. How are they gonna get out of this? And at the end of that movie I was like, I can't believe what I just saw. Like (laughs) There were morphing houses and kids who like showed up and screamed, and then they're 30 years old. And then, like, you know, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg dig- digs this big ass hole and then he dies. And then, like, you know, whatever <laughs> life, they're <difficult>. in hell <laughs> essentially. I mean, maybe I don't know what the fuck it is. They were looking for a house and then they got like kind of tortured
2: a little bit, and now they're dead.
0: I'm going to have to watch this movie because I'm it. Fucking, it's fucking, it's
2: weird. It's like a broken episode of Black Mirror. Jeez.
0: Okay. That's uh, not wrong. I'm going to continue in the same format even though we haven't talked about them before, but I just want to hear your quick thoughts on them. Doolittle.
3: Oh, man, this movie's terrible.
0: It looked so fucking horrible.
3: If we, I want Kristen asked me if I'd watch that with her, and I said yes. I would sat through it the entire time without saying anything, and at the end of that movie, she looks over at me and goes, "Thank you."
0: <laughs> uh, that's it. It's uh, kind of,
3: uh, a fart and poop jokes. Oh, uh, that's your thing.
0: Um, Gretel and Hansel.
3: Um, I'm glad that the girl who was um. The young Emily Chastain's version in It. Whatever her name is. That redhead girl.
0: Oh, yeah. Bev?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm glad she's getting work. I would not suggest watching this movie for anybody other than fans of her.
0: Sophia Lewis. Uh, what? Sophia Little. yeah. She's huh. also in the that, that other Netflix show, which I suddenly forgot the name of. The this is not okay.
3: Um, but yeah, anyway this movie, this movie is also I'm tired of seeing the Hansel and Gretel story like knock it off. There's like a thousand different iterations.
2: It uh, really knocks it out of the park with Jeremy Renner. Why do we even need any other movie?
0: that, Man movie,
3: that movie this one probably. I, this isn't necessarily a bad movie. This might be up for the Boons, uh, but it is incredibly forgettable uh, and j- kind of weird. I don't know. This
0: this next movie can't be good. It looks so bad. Like a boss.
3: Like a boss. Uh, like a boss wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I know. It really wasn't. I thought it was funny. Uh, Now I'll tell you what. Whenever uh, everybody can get back together again, uh, Jayla and Kristen should watch this movie
2: together. They would love it. Um. I just realized
0: what's happened. I know. Jayla would love that, man. I know she would.
2: We're still logged into the Plex server on your Xbox, aren't we? No. Okay, cuz you've gone through all the movies that I've like looked at for the last like 4 months and decided, do I really want to watch these just because they're on the Plex server from this year?
3: I will let you on a secret, Josh. You are not the one that ha- only one that has access to Plex servers. Oh,
2: there are other people in the whole world. It's weird, I know. Oh my god! I just remember we watched Doctor No on it. (laughs) Doctor No, No, Doctor Sleep. Jesus. Oh. Um. Anyway, so uh,
3: like a boss. Not that bad. There was several times that I laughed. I mean, it's formulaic as hell, but it's not bad.
0: Spoil nothing for me. Okay. Mortal Kombat Legends: Scorpion's Revenge.
3: Spoil nothing, huh? Uh,
0: (laughs) I want to watch this movie.
3: Um, you should. It's a a very easy watch. It's dumb as shit, but god damn it, is it fucking brutal? It is brutal. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so they do a lot of like the punches where the like the arms and like you know the X-ray things in Mortal Kombat where it shows people dying. The fatalities are fucking crazy. And okay, so I'm going. I am going to tell you this one part. Let me tell you this one part. Okay, so there's this character who's about to kill somebody, and then Scorpion uh, does his get over here thing, and it goes through their skull from the back, and he yanks out their skull and their spine. And when it falls over, you just see like skin laying down on the thing, and it's like just an empty face. It's amazing and just god blood and guts it's all over the place man this I like that movie it's it's stupid but it pushes the limits on what is R rated and what is NC17 let's put it that way
0: Nice yeah now I'm really excited that's a good <laughs> job by you Uh let's see For any Hey did you watch the last uh DC animated movie
3: I have not watched Apocalypse, um, Apocalypse War yet because much like you with Brockmire and the magicians and me with uh, Chuck, I don't want it to be over. So I'm like kind of pushing that date off a little bit. I do need to watch it, though.
0: That's fair. I was just wondering about that. I, w- I want to watch that movie, too. Uh, you've, you've watched some other random shit because you. Um, we're we're going to save that for next time. Uh, All right. Okay. Because, good Lord. Uh, but, man, we had a regular show, and it felt good. Uh, now, it flowed a lot better when we got our excess baggage out of here. Trey. You're <laughs> not wrong. I, I, can, I can say that because he won't ever listen to this. Uh, but, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back uh, soon. And uh, hopefully we're going to be on a regular schedule uh, going forward. Hopefully... It'll sound better because eventually we're we'll recording in person sometime in a, another month or so. Uh, but we'll see. We are at the mercy of 2020, so who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, so, and
3: kind of crystal.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, make sure to check out upcoming shows. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.
3: like, months after all of that stuff happened. So it's kind of catching up on where Eve is, what she's doing. Uh, Villanelle hilariously uh, gets reintroduced. Um, um, anyway, at the very end, there is a...
0: John, can you hear him? him
2: no, I didn't want to say anything because I got yelled at last time for it, and I can't type in the chat, so... <laughs>
0: Chuck, all of a sudden, there's a... Like, your mic has a line through it, and we, all of a sudden, I haven't been able to hear you for about 10, 15 seconds. He's saying stuff back, but I can't hear him. <laughs> He's good it, folks. This is, this is technology at its finest. <laughs> Trey, unmute him.
1: I can't. I didn't I did mute. see him, but now there's not an option to unmute <laughs> Trey oh, I'm being I serious, there's not for the whole group Just don't
2: <laughs> kick him out of the fucking call anymore.
1: Every part of me wants to mute him again here in a minute, but I'm not going to.
3: So so the uh the Here We Go part didn't clue you all in on shut the fuck up? Okay.